welcome to the Winchester Business Improvement District podcast series. Winchester Bid supports business in Winchester City Centre and this series will showcase the service sector businesses. In this episode, we'll be talking about the marketing and PR sector and we're joined by two Winchester experts, Philip Tutt from 360 PR and Beverly Russell from Resourceful Marketing. We'll be discussing challenges to the industry, reputation building and client retention. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Jan and I'm here today hosting the Marketing and PR podcast as part of the Winchester Business Improvement District podcast series. Um, So today I'm here in the studio with Beverly. Yeah, I'm Beverly Russell. I'm the Director of Resourceful Marketing. We're a marketing and sales consultancy in the High Street, Winchester. We help small and medium-sized businesses with their lead generation and their business growth goals. Uh, We're Winchester's first HubSpot Gold Partner, which is an all-in-one sales and marketing software with tools like email, CRM, which actually empowers small businesses to escalate their marketing activities. Great, thank you. And I'm here with Philip as well. Hi, I'm Philip Tutt. I'm partner in 360 Integrated PR. And um, PR is all about reputation. It's about what you say, what you do, and what others say about you and what we help uh, businesses, small and right up to multinationals uh, locally and across the world, um, create the strategy and implement a strategy which helps them uh, earn the reputation that they deserve. Brilliant. Thank you. And I'm also here with Amy. Hi, I'm Amy Shepherd, Marketing Manager at Winchester Bid, um, and we look after Winchester City Centre and improve it as a destination to do business in. Great. So three real experts here in the room with me today. So looking forward to understanding a little bit more about what you do as businesses and what your opinions um, and thoughts are on how we do business in Winchester, obviously, as that's where we're all located. So, Philip, I wonder if I could just start with you. You've mentioned a little bit about what you do, but I'm wondering if you can perhaps just go into a bit more depth um, about the kinds of things that you're involved with and the kinds of companies that you work with. Well, I... As I said earlier, we work with companies uh, right across the board. So we do work with startups. We do quite a lot of work with uh, charities, large and small, mm-hmm. and uh, businesses as they go through their growth phase, but also once they become established and mature too. Um, one of our largest clients is a multinational packaging operation, for yeah. instance. Um, so a lot of what we do, a lot of what people come to us for as a PR company is uh, they start from the premise of, can you handle our media relations? Mm. Can you help us communicate through the media more effectively? Um, these days, that's broadening out because you've got a host of new media opportunities that have arisen for people. But yeah. also, strategically, people come to us and say, how do, you, how do we actually work out what we should be saying? Mm. You know, with whom should we be having these conversations? How should we be building dialogue? So we help them put all that together through research and through creative programming. Uh, and yeah. then we imp- help them implement those campaigns uh, to actually as I say, communicate more effectively with all the relevant people. Brilliant. And you're based in Winchester? We are based in Winchester, yes. We've been here for about 10 years now. Okay, and you work across well, across the globe? With yeah, your... we work across the globe, yeah. We work with, uh, with clients headquartered in, uh, in Europe, in, in the UK and here in Winchester. And w- what is it that you love about Winchester? Oh, from a personal perspective, <laughs> I've loved living here for 25 years now wow. and um, it's just a glorious place to be based. I mean, to be able to walk out of an office and stroll along through the woods or along the riverbank um, and just get a bit of fresh air. But also, um, it's a real creative hub here yeah. in Winchester. We've got a lot of creative businesses of all descriptions um, and actually the coming together of that and the bouncing around of ideas that we can do collaboratively is something that I think we do to a degree and uh, I think we ought to be doing more. 
Brilliant. Thank you for that. Um, and Beverly, just coming to you, I'd like to talk a little bit more about what you do. You, you gave us a brief overview there. Uh, if you, could you perhaps go into a little bit more depth um, about p- perhaps your HubSpot certification partnership? Yeah, so we're HubSpot certified. HubSpot is what you call inbound marketing. It's a way of getting people to your business through the placement of great content, through SEO, through email marketing and blogs and things like that. Um, And I think HubSpot, it's great not just to get the software, but just to look at them as a thought leadership piece. They created the inbound marketing philosophy. There's great... um, like resource for small businesses to find out the best of to get qualified and learn more and you know I would definitely recommend HubSpot for that and um, just for us the reason we got into HubSpot we were helping a lot of small and medium-sized companies and we found their approach was very fragmented they would use a software say MailChimp for email they would use a different SEO agency Mm -hmm. it would be very fragmented and there would be no kind of across the board strategy with HubSpot it gives them a portal lots of all-in-one marketing tools Mm -hmm. like email, blogging, SEO, all under one roof. And a lot of the time it's free. And there's also um, a sales package which you can add on. So another important challenge we were noticing in our domain is people weren't understanding the whole sales and marketing journey. Mm -hmm. They might focus on one and not the other and look at how the whole customer service journey went and when we talk about for example lead generation today it's great to create the marketing leads but they have to be qualified leads for sales that convert into sales so it's looking at all of that as well. Okay brilliant thank you and what would you say are the main challenges uh, if say I was an SME coming to you and I was using lots of different platforms for things and what would you say the main challenges are for me as an SME in Winchester who needs some help? I think a lot of SMEs in Winchester can almost jump to what they think they need, like an SEO retainer, a social media retainer, Mm. and not look at their whole marketing inbound strategy. And I would say carefully look at what your core proposition is and what tools you should be doing. And actually, with the right training, you can actually do a lot of what's what agencies charge for Mm in-house or in consultation with your agency. So it's almost get your strategy right and take back power yourself. And do you find that people come to you, they might have one particular issue, but they come to you and they quickly realise or you can quickly show them that actually the issue isn't, isn't really the issue, but they should be looking more broadly? Yeah, I think that that's a good idea and people do sort of come with one issue. What I tend to get people to do is think about like content and topic clusters, Mm -hmm. not go to scattergun with all their marketing and to actually think what kind of areas do my target buyers are they interested in and actually kind of create strategy and content like that. Mm. For example, at the moment, I know blogging is a very hot topic amongst SMEs, but that's probably your typical let's just get a blog out every week and not think about the strategy. Whereas if people can think about an area that they're good at and actually make all their content, blogs, social media about that subject, they will will really see the benefit of that. Mm. 
And do you find that in your industry, Philip, in terms of PR, that people come with perhaps one particular challenge, but they've not they've not looked or considered everything? Is is that the kind of approach that you would have? Yeah, I think what Bev was just saying about people coming in with a tactical sort of issue that they yeah. want to face, um, but really needing to sort of take a step back and look at strategy is something that we uh, come up against a lot. I mean, the typical sort of questions that we get asked are, mm. you know, can you get me in the papers? Yeah. Um, you know. Can you make my website more effective uh, or what should I be doing about social media? Rather than the the, the bigger questions, which are more germane to their sort of long term uh, sustainability, Mm. like, you know, how can I genuinely differentiate my business against all the competition or um, how can I build an environment in which people are going to trust me and want to come back to do Mm. business with me Mm. again in future? Even once they bought, you know, if even if I make today's sale, how can I keep them coming back by being a trusted partner and so on and so forth? And those those bigger issues, um, which also then touch on the genuine sustainability of the business. So, you know, we get to the point of saying, is your business model sustainable? You know, where will you be in five years time if you continue doing business this Mm. way, not just talking about your business in this way? It it, it is the totality of the whole business package that uh, really is is impacted uh, by PR and which which we try and address with with our clients. Mm. So looking at the whole business growth and not not just, you know, I'm here to deal with my my public facing and how my business looks, but you consider the whole business under one strategy? It has to be because, uh, you know, as I said um, earlier on, there is public relations is, is all about not just what you say, but how you do business mm-hmm. and, and how people speak about you. And that is... Uh, That applies through to everything. So every time a customer comes into your shop or somebody buys a service from you, the interaction they have with your staff is Mm. public relations. Mm. They will get an impression of your business as a result of that interaction. So it applies right across the board and everything that the company does really has to be understood as being something which will impact on on the reputation. And therefore, yes, we Mm. will probe... (laughs) Everything that people do. Yeah. I remember reading a fascinating book, which which you've probably read by Tony Shea about the Zappos experience in America. He doesn't have a PR department mm. for his business. He he states that literally any member of the press or, yeah. a, or anybody who wants to visit his factory or warehouse or offices can come and speak to any single member of his staff. Yeah. And he doesn't need a dedicated press department yeah. because he knows that what they say matches up with everything that they do. And any person from you know the shop floor right up to to board level can give the same message. So that, that's really what you're saying, isn't it, in terms of, of broadcasting? Yeah, I mean, there is a, a, a huge amount of fear that I think a lot of business owners uh, um, and senior managers have about how do we, you know, do we trust our people? Mm. Um, and if you don't bring people on board, people want to work in a different way from the way that they work 10 years ago now. Yeah. And the whole attitude and aspiration of work is different. Um, and if, you, if you're not capable of taking your team teams with you and putting them in a position where they don't just understand what the proposition is, but really, you know, buy into it because the purpose of the company is something which they which they understand and and, uh, and, and recognises of value, yeah. um, then, you know, businesses are losing out on an amazing amount of uh, brand ambassadors, for mm. want of a better term. Yeah. And in terms of Winchester, what do you think are the main challenges in, in Winchester for a business who perhaps, you know, uh, might get in touch with you? And, and what would you say their main challenges are? It entirely depends on what type of business they are. Um, I mean, locally, there are, if it's media relations that they're after, there mm-hmm. are a relatively limited amount of 
media opportunities. So you've got to uh, embrace mm. the, the the diversity that's out there and the slightly more, uh, sometimes slightly more esoteric or more lateral thinking uh, media opportunities that, mm. that might be available to you. So being uh, that might be a, therefore a creative issue or a sort of channels issue that people need to address. But um, it might simply be that the, the business is not actually structured in a mm. way which enables it effectively to get its message across. And it might be an internal job to be done to work with the leadership and the team of that business to actually create a platform which they can all buy into and drive the company forward um, based upon. Great, thank you. And Amy, if I could just ask you briefly, in terms of PR and Winchester Bid, yeah. how do those kinds of things tie together under your role as marketing manager? And because we're a a small team, marketing managers are sort of consist of of, um, a bit of PR, a bit of social. Mm. Um, It's quite a sort of overarching role. So um, we have actually used um, in the past PR agencies and things before um, to make sure that we, um, I've mentioned before in a previous episode that we work with about 800 businesses in, mm. in the city. So sometimes you do actually need to look for external help to, um, especially when you're sort of working with such a collective, so many different types of business. Yeah. Um, and Beverly, I wonder if I could ask you, if I was a startup, uh, I've just come in, I've just moved into the Winchester bid area. I'm a startup business um, and I, I've got a small budget how would I how could your service help me what what sort of things would I be looking for initially as a, as a startup yeah at resourceful marketing I talked before about the inbound methodology and all the different skills within it for example social media email and things like that mm-hmm. we have a team of experts who predominantly are from client side rather than traditional agency backgrounds okay. and what we do is actually provide an outsource marketing team to a startup at a very affordable price. So with us, you could have um, myself, who's a strategic marketing director, 15... Oh, sorry, 15 years experience of that, probably 25 in the industry. Yeah. We've got a copywriter on site, mm-hmm. social media expert. Okay. We've got sales strategists. And I think in a way, don't think about getting one marketing agency or person in. Try and chop up all the different skills you need and do that. Obviously, also, there's great networking opportunities and free workshops if you look at the Winchester area to partake in. We ran one at BID last year, which was Mm -hmm. very interesting. And there's also the Winchester Economic Development headed up by Alison Woods, who are very useful and do actually offer some grants. Great. So you can you can almost be my my marketing team, as it were, for my startup. I can kind of white label you as my marketing team. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Great. And that's a model that we roll out across a very small startup to somebody with 50 or 60 employees who wants a lead, gen- lead generation and quick turnaround in their company. Yeah. So we work with anybody from a startup through to a local surveying company through to a very top tech company mm-hmm. looking at AI and videos and things like that. So we're very much, we've got a real broad set and we scale up and down according mm. to our client needs. Mm. But everyone's treated the same as well. So, Great. And where would you say most of your, your business is based? Is it based in Winchester? 
We have a diverse range of business. Um, we're trying. We're predominantly based in London. Mm-hmm. We've got a very cool client in um, New New York in the New Trade Centre. Um, we very much work with companies who are looking to grow mm-hmm. or who are looking to reset their marketing team and platform. Mm-hmm. And we are doing more in Winchester, which is really good because you know we you know Winchester's our home, and we mm-hmm. want to kind of do more and more from there. So. And how do you feel, um, perhaps this is a question for you as well, Philip, how do you feel that working as a business in Winchester, how it works? Because my understanding, and you know, I've only been here a couple of years, is that so much business is based in London and that you're inevitably getting that early train to Waterloo to, to go and meet with clients and, and to do business. Is, is that your experience? I think a lot of the people that you will find running and working for the businesses in Winchester in the creative sphere, like Bev has just said, mm. um, are ex-London people. You know, yeah. we've all had big agency experience or big corporate experience. Um, and I think what you're able to find here is that flexible operation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, without the big London overheads, mm. um, but you can buy into the the same sort of experience. And people who want to work in Winchester because of the lifestyle, because it is a much it, it can be a creative and a much freer environment than feeling you've got to do things the London way. There is, from a certainly from a PR perspective, always a sense that um, some clients feel. I need to have the swanky name mm. and go to the swanky offices mm. in London for the big agency. That's not really the case. And, and certainly as we talk to clients and able to make them understand what the offering is here locally and yeah. the skills that's available on their doorstep, then I think we can we can uh, collectively overcome that sort of issue. Mm. And do you find that people are coming from London to meet you in Winchester? Do you or are you finding oh, that you're going to them? Oh, yeah. No, well, but it works both ways. Yeah. I mean, yes, we'll go up to London, but increasingly, and again, because it is such a lovely location, you know, if the clients have got half a day, they yeah. love to come down here. Yes. You know, and, and it's the same from our perspective with journalists. They, you know, having taking them to, uh, to to a meeting here in Winchester mm. um, is something which people uh, really do enjoy the experience of coming out of the city and yeah. getting away from that sort of hustle and bustle and rigmarole of, of being involved in London all the time. Yeah, I know, I know. I certainly appreciate that when you've been sort of, you know, underground and just sort of walking the streets really in London, you kind of go, oh, thank goodness I'm back in Winchester. Yeah. And you kind of breathe a sigh of relief, don't you? Um, I wonder, Beverly, if I could ask you what you think the kind of business, um, in terms of business growth, is like in Winchester. I mean, obviously your your clients are, are global and you work across the UK. What do you think? Do you think there's a growing sector here in terms of marketing and PR services? I think with Winchester, it's a very, very like interesting kind of melting pot. And mm. I think the economy is definitely changing here as well. I think there's more and more people like me who want the lifestyle, who are quite entrepreneurial, mm. who are setting up here. And I do believe they're looking to perhaps do some tech development in the future in one of the old army bases, which would be great, like a business park there. Mm. So I I do truly believe that it is, it is on the way up. I mean, it's always a different mix because you've got your B2B, you've got your retail, mm. you've got your consumer. What I would say is I think it's a very... Sometimes Sometimes the business to business people in Winchester don't put their hand up and kind of are heard mm. because they think, oh, you know, it's all it's all consumer, or it's all retail. And it almost yep. tends to be on the school run. You actually unlock <laughs> all the really interesting kind of mm. businesses which are in Winchester. Mm. And it, 
Uh, go on. I was going to say, I think one of the one of the other things about Winchester as a business location that's really in its favour is is the access. I mean, you know, mm. we've got really good access to, to other nearby locations which are thriving in, mm. in developmental terms. I mean, Southampton, um, you know, going up to Basingstoke, there is a lot yeah. of business around us, but also just the access to the rest of the country from mm. here is very good. Um, and uh, that's undoubtedly... Uh, I think, you know, is, is, is a point in favour of, of businesses. People can mm. get to us easily and, more importantly, we can get out and see them where they need to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm actually in Winchester. Um, when I look at my days, I could be at Winchester the beginning and the end of the day mm-hmm. and I could actually go to two meetings in London mm. and be door-to-door from my office within about an hour and a quarter, mm. which is a similar time when I used to live in London. I mean, it's amazing how versatile and how different life can be. One minute I'm in my... Dr- ch- sort of like jeans and trainers in the <laughs> office next minute suited and booted in like two business meetings in London it's yeah. a really nice it's nice to have life in those two different lanes I think definitely I was working recently in in London and we had a, an event in Manchester and the guys were like oh that's going to take you quite a while to get there Jan I went I'm going to fly from Southampton to Manchester mm-hmm. in 40 minutes and I'm probably going to be there before you because you have to go on the train from London. And they were absolutely, they were so jealous. I was like, this is brilliant. The location, as you mentioned, Philip, is just absolutely perfect. Yeah, because we also work with HubSpot who are based in Dublin. And again, I can fly out there, be there for the day from Southampton Airport. Mm. And it's a pleasure, again, the location. Brilliant. And I know I've asked you this before we kind of, you know, um, started the session, but I'm just wondering sort of to, to wrap up really, if you have any interesting stories, particularly from your sector. I mean, obviously, we're not going to mention any names or specifics, but perhaps if there are some interesting stories that you'd like to share with us just about perhaps if you'd like to go first, Philip, um, from, from your industry perspective, if you like. Yeah, I think... Um Inevitably, when you get involved in something like uh, PR, you're, you're coming up with all sorts of different mm. companies and all mm. sorts of different challenges. I mean, the, num- the number of times I've fallen off ATVs and, uh, <laughs> you know, or had to dress people up in stupid costumes <laughs> to go around exhibitions or whatever it happens to be. Um, but actually what gets the adrenaline going a lot quite often, and it's one of the things that I know a lot of businesses, particularly smaller businesses, get very worried about is mm. what if I get a phone call from a journalist that I'm not expecting yes. or it's an issue or something's happened, it's a bit of a crisis. You know, how do we deal with those mm. sorts of mm. situations? And quite often people go into their shells. You know, they get really uncommunicative, which is yeah. not particularly helpful. Mm. And actually being able to help a client see through that and work their way through that and communicate effectively and, you know, maybe go on to the radio and do the difficult phoning yeah. um, and front it up rather than just hiding behind the lawyers, which, you know, is very often what people attempted to do. Mm. Um, that can provide reputationally many, many benefits that sort of roll out long, t- long time after the crisis mm. itself has sort of uh, sort of been uh, been finished. And you've handheld them through that, that process as absolutely. well. Absolutely, you have to do that, and and that's one of the roles that that you know a PR consultancy is is equipped to do and should be doing. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Beverly. I wonder if you have any interesting stories just just from your viewpoint, really. Um, I think with me. I just think it's just important that to say to anyone, anyone could be a marketeer. You don't need lots of qualifications and Mm. anything like that. You've just got to have a real passion for what your company does, know what it does. And, you know, I think if you're willing to to succeed and have a go and do something like social media or, or something, you can really make a difference to your company. Don't be scared of it. And also, I'd probably say from my experience, sometimes, you know, like 
it is a David and Goliath situation. Mm. You don't be afraid of your competitors. I've seen it work where people who are small punch above their weight, yeah. have an interesting angle and can really make a difference. So so go for it, you know. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much. I mean, I've just been here with two experts today. The wealth of information you have, I'm not sure that we can capture on this podcast, but I'm really grateful to both Philip and Beverly and Amy as well for sharing your experiences with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.